Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And I'm Garrett. And we just saw Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, and Matt's going to tell us what it's about. So you may or may not remember, you may have blocked it from your mind, uh, a few years ago there was a movie <laughs> called Suicide Squad. And uh, among the actors in that was Margot Robbie. She played the character Harley Quinn. She was the girlfriend of Jared Leto's Joker. And fast forward to now, and they have broken up, the Harley Quinn and the Joker. And so Harley Quinn is out on her own. Apparently, she kind of upset a lot of people, and uh, the Joker used to offer her protection, but now that they're broken up, he doesn't do that anymore. So she has a lot of people coming after her. Add into that, there's um, this kind of, I don't know what you call him, a, a, a crime lord. Um, in the form of yeah, like Kingpin, Kingpin kind of guy, yeah, in the form of Ewan McGregor, who's also known as Black Mask. And then there's a whole bunch of um, other people running around. There's Rosie Perez as a police officer, a detective. Um, there's a, I don't know the actress's name. I should look at that up. But <laughs> she she's sort of a lounge singer for Ewan McGregor's character. And she ends up becoming integral to the plot. There's a, a young uh, uh, pickpocket. And there's a person going around with a crossbow. So there's a lot <laughs> happening in this movie. Uh, and I'll, that's all I'll say about it for right now. Her name is Journey Smollett Bell. Juicy Smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're related. Uh, but <laughs> I just looked him up and I'm like, oh, that's the name. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm still processing this movie. Uh, so overall, I'm, it was very entertaining. I, I love the soundtrack to it. It's felt There's a lot of bass to it. It felt like a mm. lot of popular music kind of dubstep, like ratcheted <laughs> up there. There's a few times my body shook because of the sound. Uh, it's full of action. Uh, but, so I think what they were trying to do is, you know, Harley Quinn is a very, you know, psychotic, sociopathic, uh, anti-hero and you know very up and down you know she is she good is she bad and uh the movie me kind of felt a, a bit like that like, i wasn't sure if this was supposed to be super dark or super funny or if it was serious or lighthearted. and i find myself laughing and i'm like oh i probably shouldn't have laughed at that or uh <laughs> so uh but overall especially uh like the the style the look of it uh, it was kind of that DC darker. I liked it. Uh, I really liked the the fun house, the action sequence in the fun house. Mm-hmm. It was just a really cool feel, and it made for a lot of cool tricks with the action. But even with the pacing, uh, you know, they would keep going like from the past into the future and like back and forth, and it just kind of gave me that schizophrenic feel. It took me maybe half the movie to finally figure out actually what was going on. But, like I said, overall, I wasn't bored. It was an entertaining movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I certainly wasn't bored either. Um, I really didn't like Suicide Squad. Um, This movie's much better than that. Um, Yeah. In a complimentary way. Yeah, in a a complimentary way. Um, Yeah, you're right. It is kind of messy and um, manic. Um, I don't know if that was done intentionally to kind of mirror the personality of... uh, of Harley Quinn, but, um, uh, you know, it was entertaining. I, I, I kind of find this world 
unpleasant, the world of Suicide Squad and the world of this movie kind of unpleasant. I just don't like that kind of dark anti-hero DC world that we're, that this movie puts us into. Um, but that said, it was entertaining. Um, there were some great action scenes, like you mentioned. I loved the, the funhouse scenes as well. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm still processing it as well, like you, like you said, but uh, I think I, I certainly liked it better than Suicide Squad and um, was entertained the whole time. I felt like... Um, I felt like it was trying to be funny at time, funnier at times than it managed to be. Um, to me, there was some jokes that kind of fell flat. It was kind of trying to be like uh, going for that violence mixed with humor that I think Deadpool does really well, but this movie didn't do so well. I think, yeah, a lot of the times the, the humor didn't work for me at least. But. Yeah. It didn't always work for me either. So um, at one point in this movie... I locked onto a word that was describing it for me, and that is frenetic. Mm-hmm. It's a very frenetic film. Now, the character of Harley Quinn is also that. So I do think it's maybe trying to mirror her personality. And whether or not that works for you, I mean, your, your mileage is going to vary um, and how open you are to it. So I, I, I forgave a lot in this movie. There's a lot that it does that I criticize in other films as far as how it weaves its plot, how the, the way it, it presents certain things. I mean, I've, I've dinged other movies um, for that. I don't know, man. With this movie, I just kind of <laughs> went with it. I was just like, this. It, it, I'm going to either hate. I'm going to hate this movie if I just kind of check everything off this list that it's bothering me <laughs> about it. So I just kind of like switched off and just kind of rolled with it. Um, that being said, it did still annoy me to a certain extent. I mean, Harley Quinn is a lot to take. Yes. She's a lot to take, right? Um, she kind of reminds me of, so, you know, 20-some years ago when I used to go out to the, to the club uh, a bit, <laughs> quite a bit, um, you, sort, you run into all sorts of people, people who, you know, like to drink and people who are young and of very varying personality types. And there were some people that were male and female that reminded me of Harley Quinn, right? Um, and... You kind of try to like roll with them for a little while, and and, and then after a while, you're just like, mm, I, I gotta, I gotta jump off because <laughs> just, it's just too much. Uh, she reminded me of that. Um, so Kathy Ann's the director, and she, I guess, did a decent enough job with this. Um, I had a critique with the art direction, I guess, slash maybe production design, but. Um, so this is Gotham City, set in Gotham City. And we've seen different iterations of Gotham City over the decades, right? Because, you know, we've, uh, in, in, in film and even on television. But um, oftentimes it'll have a certain look, you know. And I know in the Christopher, the first two Christopher Nolan Batman movies, uh, Chicago stood in for Gotham City. They switched it to New York City in the third one. But um, it's the Tim Burton Gotham City always is what sticks in my mind. And it's it's based on some stuff that's been seen in comics and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, the, um, the, the Acme, is it the Acme? Um, they call it the Ace. Ace, they call it yeah. Ace in this movie, uh, Chemical Plant. Uh-huh. It has that particular Gotham look to it, mm-hmm. as does this amusement park place that, the, that they go to yeah. toward, toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, like, when they're in the city, mm-hmm. it looks like they're in New York City. Um, and then, 
when like you have far off establishing shots, it looks like someplace like Atlanta or some kind of very generic. Um, no offense, Atlanta, but a very, <laughs> a very generic modern American city. And I just found that jarring, and it didn't look like Gotham to me uh, in those cases. And I just uh, there wasn't a, in my opinion, a cohesive visual presentation of Gotham City. Well, I don't think much of the movie was cohesive at all. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it, it was very herky-jerky. I'll, I'll say, I think the part I like the least were the accents. Because uh, mm. they gave um, uh, Rosie Perez, who plays, uh, uh, was it Detective Montoya? Mm-hmm. Just the thickest New York accent. <laughs> and it, it was just, it was very distracting. And then, uh, of course, Harley Quinn has that, uh, you know, almost Three Stooges type accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, it made it hard for me to take their characters seriously. I know Harley Quinn were not supposed to, but like R- Rosie Perez, she was supposed to be like, like the hero. Like this is this is the good <laughs> in this movie, and I, I'm just like like just quit talking like that. Just, just talk normal, please. But uh, that's uh, that's probably my biggest complaint. I will say though, for. I'm pretty certain they were coached that this is how they're supposed to be, and each one of them did a very good job in their character. There was development within all of them. I mean, actually, Harley Quinn, actually, you know, you know very herky-jerky throughout the movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, they all grow, they all develop, um, even uh, some of these mystery characters where we don't know how they tie in, and you, you still see, though, um, the... Well, actually, I shouldn't say it because it might be a spoiler, right? Yeah, Okay, I'll I'll avoid (laughs) who it is, but uh, there's this mysterious uh, murderer out there, and that's really all she is. And, you know, the more you see her, the more she develops, and just with the short amount of screen time, she did a great job with it. So uh, I thought the performances were good, but, yeah, it's, it's still kind of hard for me to process. Yeah, I agree that the performances were all good. I particularly liked... uh Ewan McGregor is like this sleazy, or sleazy villain. I thought he did a really good job. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you and the, the inconsistency with the, the depiction of the city, the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It was really bothering me, actually. Because you'd see the scenes of them just walking around the city, and it was, yeah, didn't feel like Gotham at all. I felt like it was just, you know, a travelogue of yeah. where, wherever they filmed this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love the, you know, I don't know why with today's technology, I mean, you could easily do a cityscape with, yeah. that looks consistent. I don't know why they, they don't go that route. But, um, yeah, that was a big critique. Um, yeah, uh, you know, so I'm all about, um, I'm not all about it, but I'm in <laughs> favor of girl power movies. This is, mm-hmm. And this certainly falls into that category, but it's very heavy-handed. And it's almost kind of too much girl power. I, I don't think there's a single male in this movie that isn't horrible in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Such is life. Such is life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the thing I was, I was thinking about. So before in this podcast uh, series, we've talked, I've talked about how um, I can, there could, you know, a movie could be presenting a particular agenda or a particular point of view that I may agree with, right? But the way it does it, kind of, I find Mm -hmm. off-putting. This movie does kind of fall into that. Again, I switched off at a certain point (laughs) any of my particular 
high level criticisms and it was just kind of like saying, okay, fine, I'll just give this movie a lot of forgiveness here. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm totally fine with girl power, right? Strong women all the way. But this movie is very much, you know, you're right in your face about, you know, men are, or men are bad and like women are strong and, and have to like, you know, trudge through. And you, it's, it, and there's a lot of gender, I mean, division here, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I don't know. You, you can, you can, you can, I feel like you can promote women without putting down men. Um, this movie doesn't take that tack. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you, you, a movie is, is, is what it is. So mm-hmm. you can't, sometimes you have to kind of judge it on that, or at least partially. Mm-hmm. So this movie is what it is. So based on that, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll roll with that. I'm rolling with a lot in this movie, right? Um, it, it achieved what it wanted to achieve, yes. I think. Right? Yes. I do agree with about Ewan McGregor. He was really good. Yes, he was. Actually, my favorite person, I'll be honest with you, so I, I know I kind of joked about her name earlier, but um, uh, what's her name? Journey uh, Smollett-Bell? Is that how you yeah, it? I think that's So I the one that played uh, Black Canary, the, the lounge singer. Yes. I mentioned her. Uh, actually, I think she was maybe my favorite character. To me, in my mind, she outshone Harley Quinn. Uh, Put that Margaret Robbie. I, I well, liked her. It was much easier to sympathize with her. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to sympathize with all of those right. than Harley Quinn. That's a problem. I mean, when your main character is kind of not very likable and almost annoying, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like really invest yourself in into the story. So... This reminds me of, um, oddly enough, of a movie from the late 1930s, an Alfred Hitchcock film called The Lady Vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. So, in that movie, uh, there are two side characters named Charters and Caldecott. And they're kind of like comic relief. And they were like some, like, two of the most popular characters from the film. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but they're seriously just side characters in the movie. But they were so popular that, you know, the studios had the idea, like, let's give them their own show, like, their own movie. Mm-hmm. And they did. And we, we own the, the Lady Vanishes on, like, Criterion Blu-ray. And we, on that, one of the special features is one of the Charters and Caldecott movies. And I watched it. And I realized that <laughs> two side characters who are good as side characters in a movie don't necessarily translate to being good main characters in their mm-hmm. own movie. And... This wasn't that bad. I mean, Harley Quinn wasn't as bad as Charters and Caldecott were, but like, I, she, her character was better. I mean, I, I got more out of her character in this film than, than in Suicide Squad. Yet, I wasn't, I wasn't fully convinced that she should have her own film, right? Mm. Um, I, like I said, the, the Black Canary character, I would watch, you know, a film with her. Because her character seemed to be much more strong and nuanced and, and what than, than than Harley Quinn and much more easy to to take in bigger doses. <laughs> you make a good point. Uh, you know, this is in the DC universe. Uh, you know, that has Batman, Superman, The Flash, Aquaman, and Harley Quinn is even in the comics and any of the stories. She's never the prominent, and so to take her and pull Walter to that status, this movie has been uh, disappointing as far as uh, the revenue is taking it. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if people... I I think people recognize Harley Quinn, but I I don't know if anyone was really 
like clamoring. You know, it kind of felt like, uh, you know, you you brought up the Alfred Hitchcock movie. <laughs> I I remember Jay and Silent Bob, where you know <laughs> Kevin Smith made all these movies. People loved and Jay and Silent Bob were in them. They loved them. Yeah. And then Jay and Silent Bob have had two movies now. And I didn't watch the most recent one. I guess it came out last year. Mm. And I just hear it was very awful. So, yeah, I don't know if it works as well taking these kind of side characters. And Yeah. Yeah. They did change the name of this movie. Um, I mean, we called it by its new name, which is Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. But it, when it, its first weekend out, it was called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So I think... Because it had a disappointing box office, they decided to move up Harley Quinn's name and shorten the title and because they feel like, oh, maybe people didn't know that Harley Quinn was in it. And I do think that's... I don't know if that quite gets it. I mean, it, there's lots of reasons it might not have done as well its first weekend, but I will say, I mean, Suicide Squad was not terribly well received by a lot of people. And it was problematic in many ways. And so I think if people have an association of her with that movie that might be a reason it didn't do so yeah. well. Yeah, that's my only association with her. I didn't, I've never read the comics or mm-hmm. anything. I'd never heard of Harley Quinn until Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the same with the general public. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Any, any closing thoughts? No, I'm good. All right, it's score time. <laughs> Garrett, what do you give it? I'm going to give it a six and a half. All right, Ashley? 6.8. Uh, I'm going to give it a six and a half as well. And so our score is a 6.6, and it is on the tomato meter um, with a critic score of a certified fresh 79% and an audience score of 80%. So, um, yeah, like I said earlier, your mileage may vary. <laughs> there isn't much else out right now, so it's pretty good. To, Could see know. Bad Boys for Life that's still hanging around in theaters. I'd recommend this one. Uh, they're re-releasing Parasite after the big win. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. If, if you haven't seen Parasite yet, <laughs> see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.